0: Hi, Filmedics. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, we have a very special guest, Shamika Mukherjee. (laughs) And she is coming to us live all the way from India. She's an award-winning producer known for Trip With Me. It's a TV series that hit more than 20 million views and began a digital sensation. Congratulations. She has also produced several films that have won global awards like Cannes, Berlin Festival, and Hollywood Fest. And Shamika's recent work includes uh, producing films for brands like BMW, Sony, and Uber all around the world, including India, Europe, and Kenya. Welcome to the show, Shamika.
1: Hey, Marilyn. Thanks for inviting me. I am super thrilled to be on this show, and I must say you're giving your listeners some amazing content, and I must say I am a film addict myself now.
0: Oh, great, great. And so um, on your quest to become this fabulous female producer that you are, I want to know, like, what is one of your favorite um, films, growing up?
1: Well, you know, this is the most difficult question for any film addict out there, but if I had one, then it would definitely be Little Miss Sunshine. I mean, the film is a classic independent feature which actually rocked at the Sundance as well. And for those who haven't watched it, it's a story about a lovable, dysfunctional family that sets out on a road trip for a beauty pageant for kids and meeting several setbacks and catastrophes on their way. It's a comic yet very touching. And this, you know, with the characters, they're like uh, squaring off against their demons, struggling them with. Within themselves, and they come out victorious. So, I just love real stories like that that speak the truth and how every character in the story is imperfect. So, that film teaches a lot about, you know, self love, and, and I absolutely
0: enjoy it. Yeah, that was a really wonderful film. And, like you said, it was like a comedy, but then really touching and a realistic, um, you know, about life. So, Little Miss Sunshine, really great film. And, um, you know, uh, films that are dear to me are the Criterion Collection because I think that they are masterpieces for um, filmatics. I was wondering, um, was there any one film that inspired your career path?
1: I think that has to be The Graduate. Uh, And I watched it a long time back actually i was in the film school at the new york film academy in los angeles that's where i watched that film and it is an absolute visual treat the narrative is super solid and the details i mean the director mike nichols did an incredible job with it and uh, i love the symbolism in the film and everything you know the cinematography production design wardrobe everything is so detailed in the movie that it just adds to the to the audience interpretation of the film and uh, I just absolutely love the style and the director has definitely helped me be more aware of the details and how art could reflect in different aspects of filmmaking, you know, other than just the story. So I actually learned this, this idea that art is in the details from Mike Nichols.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, Um, a lot of set design and props in it. And when you're indie filmmaker, when you have to make your own film sets, it's like, (laughs) you're like, yeah, art is amazing. I had to make um, a a film set that I uh, of a actual spaceship. So, (laughs) so um, (laughs) I know it's 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 fun too. Yeah, like you're very artistic when you're doing sets. And and stuff like that. Um, also, um, is there any favorite, um, scenes or film shots of directors that you've enjoyed?
1: Uh, so I actually happened to see Whiplash, in fact, recently, and, uh, it was on my list for a very long time. So I finally happened to see, and I, like, it might sound like a cliche because, I mean, it is one of the greatest scenes, but, uh, since you asked, I would love to mention that that scene were you rushing or you were you dragging was was amazing. Like it was so powerful. I mean I I watch it every time and I get goosebumps. Like everything about that movie is so intriguing and the, that scene specifically. I'm so anticipated by the whole act. Like the character of JK Simons is so present in the moment, you know? So both actors in the scene have opposing attitudes and in conflict with each other. So every dialogue was kinda of escalating into enhanced form of expression and emotion. Although I'm sure there are like numerous scenes like these, but this one definitely created an impact. And I'm so glad Jake Simon's backed in Oscar for this uh, role in this.
0: Yeah. So that was whiplash. And yes, I love that scene. Were you rushing or were you dragging? <laughs> so um and we're coming yeah. yeah, we're coming live. So I just want to make sure um that uh that we we are, are connected great and so uh, also um, I know that you have some favorite lines of movies would you like to share some of those with us
1: absolutely so uh, one of my favorite lines would be uh, from this movie Invictus. Uh it's a, actually a quote by Nelson Mandela which says I'm the master of my fate captain of my soul and uh, it It specifically struck me because I feel this translates into uh, feeling like I believe in myself, I solely have control over determining my feelings and my destiny despite the circumstance so i mean obviously nelson mandela was a supremely self confident and an optimistic and he believes that he could heal the wounds of oppression and unite a country through tolerance and this quote just fits so well so and you know for everyone out there who's, who's struggling and who's you know uh, dealing with uh, self lack of self confidence so i think this quote is is it's like a reminder for everyone
0: to yeah. believe in yourself That's that's beautiful, yeah. And also, um, I know that you have a favorite character from a movie. Would you like to share that with us?
1: Oh yes, that has to be Joker. Of (laughs) course, I mean Heath Ledger made Joker an epitome of villains. uh, Villains, so I absolutely.
0: Yeah, the Joker with Keith Ledger, and and she was saying to us, um, that it's yeah, he's an unconventional villain, and I like that too. So and just incredible actor, and you know, uh, just you know, yeah, sorry to see. You. I mean,
1: the terror he spreads is ideological, and his motivations are not just philosophical, the, which which actually makes him very mysterious, and it constantly keeps us on the edge because even though eventually he got defeated by Batman, it appears that Joker did indeed prove his point, you know? It was not about money or success or anything of that sort. It was just his motivations were so philosophical, and that really intrigued me.
0: Yeah, I like the Joker so much that I, um, I did a, a comedy spoof of... Uh... Uh, uh, superheroes, and I had a prankster, and he put uh, uh, mm-hmm. a, a a serum in the milk at Got Milk City. You know, it was just all spoof and fun. So we, we like we like <laughs> those jokers, <in>. and <laughs> so that's so cool. I would love to see that. Yeah, and uh, so um, the the things you do when you start making movies. I Also, um, I, I uh, can you tell us about this astrophysics, and um, you know, this is very um, interesting.
1: So, well, this is going to introduce you to a very different part of my personality but I do love studying astrophysics and specifically the black holes and supernovas. I was never a science kid but my obsession actually grew after I watched Theory of Everything and Stephen Hawking's really like, you know, became an inspiration to me. So yeah, I just all started recently, maybe I think in the lockdown when I really had nothing too much to do. So other than just reading scripts and writing scripts, I really started exploring space and everything about it and around it. So yeah, that's how my interest grew into astrophysics and studying and getting into the details. It's actually a lot of fun.
0: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And um, it, that's very... Just there's so much space and just like seeing if like uh, our our telescopes can communicate with, uh, you know, other planets out there. It's amazing. It's a big, big world. But so, um, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us how you started your career path? Uh, A lot of uh, um, uh, our audience is, you know, a spy and writer, director, producer, actor. So would you like to share that with us?
1: Absolutely. So it's it's a very funny story, actually. So I was studying filmmaking. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I was in Los Angeles. I was studying at the film school and I was very keen on directing movies. But it, And it was my first year at college. So someone told a fellow filmmaker that I'm apparently a very good producer. And I had not even studied the basics of producing till then, honestly. But the filmmaker got in touch with me to produce his thesis film. Then I mean, I wonder how he thought I could do this. And that too, that was a period piece. So I was about to turn him down because honestly I had no idea of producing uh, and hadn't even produced until then. But he happens to mention the budget and then I paused and I started to reconsider it. I mean, I'd be a fool if I say no to a thousand bucks in my first year of college. <laughs> so of course I agreed to do it. I spent literally like a week I stretched learning how to produce. I booked consultation with instructors. I read online articles. I spoke to friends around and my surprise I was more than ready in a week. And honestly, till today, it's one of the best movies I have produced. I fell in love with producing since then and I absolutely just love doing it. You know that feeling you get when you you know, when you get paid for what you love to do, it's like an absolute bliss.
0: Yes, yes. You're like me. I, I, I fell in love with directing, but I always had to do all the producing and uh, I, I love producing, especially finding a good script and working with a great director, writer or another producer. So it's beautiful. And I heard that you had some funny stories about um filming. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot of stories because you've been on so many sets around so many people, different personalities, people from all around the world, actually. So, it's like, you always have these funny stories and they always have funny characters on set. So I think that's what happened, happened once with me. Um, I was on set in Nairobi. We were bring a wedding scene for a film. And you know how terminology in films can sometimes make things very funny and confusing for people who who just started. So there was a certain amount of chaos on one of the schedules and uh, my director was really restless because we had a lot to finish. So he decided to split some work among his assistants and um, that was the only way we could have wrapped things early. So he gave out specific B-roll shots to be taken around different parts of the set. And so he went he he was like, uh, Dan, can you take some filler shots? Ricky, can you take some time lapses?" And William, why don't you like finish some shots of the dance floor?" And he told this this person, he was a new assistant. So, uh, my director told Mark, his name was Mark. He told him to take shots around the bar area. And minutes later, my director waited to hope his assistants uh, you know would have reduced some of his workload. while three came back with usable footage mark who was the fresher on set he went missing we looked around to find and that will leave us in splits. mark was l- l- sitting literally on a table half drunk having us reach out to him, oh so we my asked him to <laughs> take shots, and he literally went to the bar and he had like real shots like he he was half drunk and we asked him are you okay he goes like yeah uh you told me to finish the shots of the bar i am like I've, I'm about, I've had a hate of them and I spilled two. As much as I wanted to trash him, I just couldn't control and I actually burst into laughter. It was, it was really, really funny. Like he literally got himself drunk, which is so hilarious. So there's some terms, you know, it could be very confusing for people whose first language is not English. I mean, we're shooting in Nairobi. So obviously he spoke Swahili and he did understand English, but it was just funny that how he did not understand shots as in like like film shots and not just like alcohol shots so it's damn funny
0: he brings a new meaning to the uh, to the martini shot Yeah, well, he must have said, wow, this is the best job in the world. I get to just drink, drink shots. Woo-hoo. Right. <laughs> I, love, right. I love that story. I mean, like, how, how cute is that? I mean, I hope you guys did get your <laughs> shots, eventually, your bar shots. I didn't even
1: feel like, mm-hmm. like you know, I didn't feel like yelling at him or, you know, just, I, I was just laughing. Like, I felt like, oh, my God, you did not understand. I felt like it's my fault. I am so sorry I wasn't clear enough. <laughs> it was uh,
0: fun. Yeah. And so, you know, making films, uh, especially for new people or people, um, you know, who are working on their career, um, what are some uh, challenges that you have found in, in the business?
1: You know, it's always, I think the biggest and the greatest challenge we all, filmmakers, tend to face is finding people with money. Like, especially in, like, in this time and age. Where everything has become so digital, and it's not about a one hundred million dollar movie, you know, you can make a movie with a simple camera and a beautiful story, and like literally that's all you need. But I just feel like people are still not investing a new talent. Like I have a script of gold in my pocket, yet it's so hard to convince people to bet on it. And that's the thing. Funding has always been the hardest part, I believe, and I personally have been turned down several times and uh, as a producer literally there were times i had to get free catering free actors sometimes and even free locations and it was extremely hard but i did make it happen and that's that's you know that's the role of the producer so i'll tell you once i was producing this feature film in 2015 uh it's called the rsa in la it was an independent ultra low budget film and we spent a lot of funds in vfx so i literally went on to convince Chipotle to not throw any uh, their, of their access food and donate it on a set for like a week. So I believe, and actually they did it. So you know, so I believe you just have to be unstoppable until you achieve what you want. Uh, Also, through the process, I learned that we work and interact with humans, you know, not machines. You know, when we ask for funding, when we ask for, you know, budget-friendly locations or crew, we just have to make them believe in our work from a human perspective. And mostly, it actually does work.
0: Yeah, um, when I was um, doing one of my films, um, I had um, asked these, uh, a perfect stranger, he had like an antique convertible car, a sports car. And I dropped a note in there because my friend who has become an executive producer at a, a major network um, from being an indie uh, producer, goes, oh, just keep asking people. So I literally just followed his path. I'm, I'm glad that I was like naive as bliss because I just literally was asking people, well, he showed up to the set with two sports cars for me to choose and i had um this beautiful antique yellow convertible for my james bond character which was james blonde and i also he also let me use his james dean convertible porsche car and asking but the whole time in the set when i was shooting because i didn't have insurance i was like nobody wrecked the car no one damaged it but luckily um i had two beautiful Uh you know sports cars And I did return them in perfect shape and um, because you were nervous the whole time as producer director and, uh, but yes, so like you said, like, you know, we might be new and we might have the script of of gold, but you know, we're, we're doing our job of creating and building our credits and our name. So one day that people will be like, oh, there's Shamika and there's Marilyn. They oh. did it.
1: <laughs> so.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and then, um, you know, um, during the pandemic, have you missed like meeting people? Um, you know, have you missed like, a, was there a nice bar that you used to go to or a restaurant? uh so my
1: lockdown and the whole COVID period went pretty well actually i thought it would affect my art because obviously you wouldn't get to go out as much you won't get to shoot so uh, like in, in traditional you know filmmaking lines but weirdly the whole lockdown had opened more doors for me and i got to curate a lot of great content being at home, you know, not like traditional filmmaking, but definitely stepping my foot into fun content and like, you know, cinematic food videos or, you know, like blogs and, you know, all stuff, but all cinematic and shot like a film. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. It was honestly, I have realized there's so much more you can do even in such situations. And you're not just restricted to one thing you think you know the best. So obviously it did open a lot of other doors and I started, uh, you know, inspecting and I started experimenting with a lot more other stuff and content as a producer that I could have done.
0: Yeah, and um, I know that you have this delicious drink. Can you tell us about this martini? I love the name. Uh, your Hollywood <laughs> Detective Martini, because most of us are at home either drinking hot toddies, hot chocolate, or let's face it, we're binge watching TV, and a lot of people are drinking. Especially after yesterday, a lot of people are drinking.
1: <laughs> like absolutely, I love Martini. Like I, that's like my favorite to go drink because it feels like it is wired to light me up, yet it calms you down. So it's just like a perfect drink, you know and uh, it's it's yeah it's called the hollywood detective and it's the uh, it's a martini with warm out add a pinch of gren- grenadine and champagne and there you go
0: i like that that's gonna be i think our official drink for a film addicts is the hollywood detective mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah we, <laughs> and and we, we just launched um a thrilling stories podcast with a Hollywood detective uh, drama series called Identity Theft, so everyone do check that out. Our Thrilling Stories podcast, Identity Theft, and we'll be drinking the Hollywood detective and thinking of Shamika. Um, I, I Shamika, what? can I, I, I? love this fact that um, um, you know, I I, I was reading about you, you. You're big lover of animal conservation. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. So we, uh, my husband and I, we uh, we work a lot in Nairobi, Kenya. We produce a lot of uh, commercials and uh, TV shows there. So and we're actually very fun of the country as well. It's it's just beautiful. You know, the the life there is like breathtaking. It's it's just amazing. So we we started filming there a lot of content, and uh, as we explored the country more, we realized that we need uh, through our work we need to spread more awareness about animal and wildlife conservation and basically coexisting in the jungle so we also happen to adopt a baby elephant there as well and uh, I mean the culture there is 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 really beautiful it's all about wildlife and taking care of the cattle and you know the Maasai's there and the tribes there they're, they're just all about uh you know conservative conserving uh animals and you know how how uh poaching has affected the country so about that and you know a lot of uh a lot of nature related stuff that my husband and I are very keen on uh spreading awareness through documentary films and content. So yeah that's that's uh I'm a big believer in animal conversation so I absolutely enjoy uh, spending
0: time and making films uh, on that subject, I'd love to see your documentaries on that. And I love that you adopted a baby elephant. In a, like we have so many similarities. I um I wrote a book called Skip Boots Big Safari Adventure, where this little uh, <laughs> yeah yeah a red panda that goes to the jungle and meets all the animals there, and he basically you know saves the day from poachers. And it was um it was uh, dedicated to the lion that they shot. So yes, I, I mean, I love animals. And um, so uh, I love that you adopted a baby elephant. I, I mean, I, I, I love animals. So um, thank you for doing those. I can't wait to see a documentary that you do. And I just wanted to just, just see if you wanted to share anything how COVID affected your art? And is there anything that you're doing upcoming for 2021 that um, our audience can catch up with you and, and learn that you're doing?
1: oh well specifically during the lockdown i honestly spent every day learning something new and i did obviously work um pitching some scripts and you know film related stuff but i also ended up learning 25 very new exciting things i actually made a list so i learned baking i learned swing i love i made vision boards Like a small one at home. So I, I, in fact, I learned the ancient Egyptian as well, which was really, really hard. But I did it. I mean, I, I, I love being constructive and offline. So I am, you know, I'm always in for trying out new things and you know doing new things and uh, being knowledgeable and just adds on to the kind of a person I am. I feel and. I believe 2021 is going to be great and uh, I'm going to be back in L.A. soon because that's where I want to be. I'm like kind of addicted to that city because it somehow feeds my creativity. So I'm just waiting to be back in L.A. in a couple of months. And then I just I'm looking forward to producing films and telling meaningful stories. I am right now also working on producing two feature films called Secrets That Spled, and the other one is called Meet Me in Venice. These are based on very interesting concepts to be filmed in Kenya and, of course, Venice. And I also recently worked on a makeup-based reality show in India. It's called Make Me Up, which comes out this year. So do watch for it. And I'm really excited
0: for that one. Yeah, and what was it called? The reality show is called Meet Me What? Make me up. Make me up. Make me up. It sounds really amazing. Well, um, uh, well, our audience can catch up with you. Your YouTube channel is Shubh Mukherjee Official, and I'll spell that S H U B H M U K H E R J E E Official. And then you're also on LinkedIn, Shamika Mukherjee. And, um, you know, I just want to just thank you so much for coming on the show today. It was a pleasure having you today, Shamika.
1: Thanks for having me, Marilyn. It was such a pleasure talking with you. I really enjoy your show and I'm very happy being here. I really hope your listeners remain engrossed in these conversations and be motivated to dream bigger.
0: I love that. Yeah, to dreaming bigger and to having um, a healthy and happy new year and just, you know, to, to art, art is art is, you know, art is work and it, it definitely can be healing and funny. And I think we, we need, we need our art probably more than ever now. And just want to um, thank our listeners for tuning in and until next week, everyone have a great week.